Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Alrighty, alrighty. It's the 11 o'clock hour, so you know I'm extra excited and totally turned up because. Not just are we back, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steel Nation Radio, but we are joined by a guest. A new friend of the show. A new friend of the show. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenna Harner from WPXI. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, come on, man. We appreciate you. This is way over now. Yes, way overdue. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It has. It has. It's been to be fair, it's been more difficult. Like this these type of settings are where we just love to grab hey, you want to come and do a segment right. with us? In the last, you know, two years with COVID, we haven't had as much yeah. as this, but yeah. we're we're uh ecstatic to have you here. Oh, I'm ecstatic to be here, guys. There thank we you. go, there thank we you, go. Thank you. Gorgeous day, we'll take this any day. No, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Beats the now, studio. Now, usually we like to start out with warm-up questions for our guests and all that other stuff. Like, oh, yeah, what you like to do in your spare time? Oh, what's your favorite food? But we're going to go and give you the heavy-hitting questions right away. Ooh. How have you been enjoying this quarterback competition thus far? It's been so fun to watch. And this yeah. was going to be, you know, we knew this was going to be yeah. coming into this training camp. Who was going to kind of take the reins? Who mm-hmm. was going to be the guys that you kind of have your eyes on? And what were they going to be like in the locker room? Because obviously we know Mason and we've talked with him throughout the years here. But how was Mitch Trubisky going to be? And, you know, being in Buffalo before being here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends when, you know, the Steelers brought him in. Well, that's true. I got, two, I got two Buffalo people oh, on the yeah. side. Yeah, yeah that's Let's right. go, man. Let's go. So this sorry, sorry. It makes the most host day even better now, oh. ladies and gentlemen. All righty. I love it, love it, love it. It's the best. But they had all said, you know, he's fantastic with the media. He's really great. He'll give you a ton of time. He'll give you really good and solid, thoughtful answers. And when we talked to him day one, I was really impressed. Um, and then, obviously, you know, with Kenny Pickett and everything along those lines, we've heard so much of him. A lot of us have, you know, talked with him when he was here at Pitt and now moving forward. But you're kind of seeing, too, I like the way that they're all taking on different leadership roles mm. and different leadership styles because that's going to be intriguing, too. How are they going to do that? Because, again, we you want to think you kind of know who might win the job, but right. in reality, we don't know who's going to win it. I like how you bring up Mason Rudolph there, too, because we've been like we've had to be cognizant at times where we'll just get into talking about Mitch versus Kenny, Mitch versus Kenny. Yeah. You, you Mainly think because Mason? he likes to talk about offensive players. Yeah. That's his thing. He just uh, <laughs> I love he the prom. Help I love the prom kings, All the quarterbacks. He, every single day, offense, offense, Listen, offense. over just, half just, my aye, life, aye, right? Aye. Yeah, I'm Pittsburgher born and aye, raised. Aye, over aye, half aye. my life, I haven't had to care about who the quarterback was going to be. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, I think I was 13 or 13 years old when he became the 12 years old when he became the, the Steelers quarterback. So I'm excited to talk about the quarterbacks, really. Um, is it a three-way competition, though, Jenna? Like, is it is it truly in your mind? I, I really do think so, just because of, the, again, you know, they're all trying to prove, hey, here I am the guy. And everybody kind of obviously looks to, um, you know, say, all right, here's who's going to be, here's who's not, um, you know, who who might kind of take the reins right. here. Um, but really, it, it, I think all of the guys are just kind of getting their feet wet. Too. I mean, yeah. you know, we talk about OTAs, football in shorts, you know, how much can you really deduce right, from right. all of this? But at the same time, you know, seeing kind of the way that they're all going with 
each other and who they're working with and how they're working. I mean, they all kind of want to prove, you know, yeah, I am that guy. And whoever it's going to be week one, I, I think it's going to be just fascinating to kind of see how this does shake out. And I've been I've been kind of holding on to this for a little uh -oh, bit. because uh -oh, I know, uh -oh, uh -oh. A little little bit of a take. <laughs> Unleash Here we go. Here we go. This is what we like. Well, well the funny thing is, is because so many people here obviously have such – they love Kenny Pickett. They yes. want him to kind of be that guy. And when he was drafted by the Steelers, there was mixed reaction. But people were like, okay, maybe he is this guy yeah. of the future for us. And everybody automatically jumps to wanting him to start week one against the Bengals, which I would say maybe pump your brakes a little bit. No, but, what do you mean pump your brakes? He has to start week one. We drafted him in the first round. Drafted him in the first round. Come on. That's, it, it goes like that. Everybody He's going to be 24 that. years old. Yeah. 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 It we goes, can't wait. Well, here's what I've been telling people, too. I'm like, I, in Buffalo, cover Josh Allen's mm -hmm. rookie year. Cool. And uh -huh. he went, the quarterback competition that year was between mm -hmm. him and A.J. McCarron, mm -hmm. and pit legend Nathan Peterman. Oh, gosh. Who won yes. that starting job, guys? Do you know? <laughs> it was Nathan Peterman, it wasn't was it? It was Nathan yeah, Peterman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, you know, kind of to be a little bit cautious there with that. Just because, yeah. again, there's going to be so many times. And, and having the experience that Mitch has, I mean, you kind of want to look to him and say, yeah, he is going to be that guy week one. And if he is, fantastic. If Kenny right. beats him out, if Mason comes out and beats him out, too. Again, there's it is a three-way competition. Sure. So no, without a doubt. It's fun. Right? It is. Gives us plenty to talk about. No, yeah. we're definitely enjoying the heck out of it. If you had to put a super early prediction, how would you roll with it right now? On who the quarterback is Absolutely. Be? I really do feel like it's going to be Mitch, just okay. because, again, with the way he's taking leadership, with the experience that he has, I, I kind of want to say he's like a 1A to Mason's 1B. And I'm going to mm, be intrigued with training camp, how the two kind of go at it and how the coaches see it, too, Great. because they're both – I think they both bring a little bit of different things, but I do think that Mitch's experience is probably what they're going to look to lean on, especially, again, with how young this offense is, too. If the yeah. way if he can kind of take command of that room, which I feel like we're seeing a little bit of, and again, they all have those different leadership styles, but if he kind of takes a little bit of the command there, then I'm like, yeah, you know, I, maybe we'll see how it goes the first couple weeks, and then if you have to make adjustments, which they might, then you have to make adjustments. Fair enough. Moats and I are both gambling men, okay? Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. So gambling men? We, we know... <laughs> The, the, the first, you know, five, six weeks of the schedule isn't exactly easy either. Um, you've got to go to Cincinnati. You've got the, the Thursday game in Cleveland. Uh, Patriots coming to town. Uh, Tom Brady coming to town there in the first five or six games. Do you have in your mind an over-under of when you might say, okay, this is the week that I think we could see Kenny? Or are you looking at it now and saying, you know what, wouldn't surprise me if Mitch was the guy for 16, 17 games? Yeah, I, I really think if he – I, I, if Mitch just kind of plays a little bit better than average, which yeah. I think he's absolutely capable of, then I think you see him kind of until there's a drop-off there. Mm. Just because, again, you know, you don't want to throw Kenny into the fire week one against the Bengals. It's like, hey, yeah, go to Cincinnati and play against the defending <laughs> right. AFC champs. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I, I do think that if there are some missteps and if there, you know, things kind of do falter off a little bit and you see some losses kind of start to pile up in a row, then, hey, maybe they're like, all right, we are going to turn to you now. We're going to flip that switch. I think going back to the Buffalo thing, I think yeah, Josh yeah. Allen came in. I want to say it was like week six, week yeah, seven. That was, kind that of, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, around that mark. So maybe let him get past like the Buffalo and the Tampa back-to-back -back <laughs> yeah. weekends. Cool. And that's going to be that. Like when we were looking at the schedule, those two games, I'm like, tough. that is a gauntlet that's of two weeks in tough. a row. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, before you had came on, we were talking about the tight ends because we were saying that, hey, whenever you have young quarterbacks or just quarterbacks that we don't deem as top five in the league, 
a tight end is their best friend. Yeah. And we were looking at our group, and we were just trying to evaluate it and say, man, how do we feel about this group? How confident are we in Pat? How confident are we in Zach Gentry taking that next step? Since there is no Eric Ebron right now, and I just kind of yeah. wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think with Zach Gentry, is he's going to need to take a big step, too, mm -hmm. because we know what Pat is capable of. And yeah. even just when we talked with him I, last week, I'm like, I don't know what anything is. <laughs> all these days run together. You know that. <laughs> They've all blended together. <laughs> it's all one long day. <laughs> it's all the same day over and over. Um, but when we talked with Pat, too, he said, you know, his yards per the average yards he averaged last year, he was disappointed in that. Wow. He's like, you know, I should be getting, you know, upwards of like 800, 900. I think he mm. finished with like 650 yes. something in that range. So for him to kind of say that as a second year player and to see the leadership role again, I feel like I keep going back to that. But as a you know, sophomore guy to see him say, you know, I'm not pleased with that. A lot of people might have been. I wasn't, you know, mm. I think he's definitely going to take another step seeing also, you know, him and Najee. I feel like everybody's talked about all, yeah. you know, the muscle yeah. these guys have put on. <laughs> I had asked him about it and he kind of said, you know, hey, you learn a lot your right. rookie season. You learn how to adjust. You learn how to take care of your body. You learn yeah. what to do coming into the next offseason after you had the gauntlet of, you know, uh, the combine and rookie camp and you know, pro days, pro all that oh stuff. Gosh, yeah. going from you know one to the next yep. type thing. So um, I, I think we're going to see a big leap from him. And again, he was such a guy that Ben relied on and seeing the way that Ben relied on him yeah. his rookie season that's going to be great for whoever does start a quarterback to say hey I know he's going to be a reliable guy I know he's going to go up and make those plays but yeah with Zach Gentry it's like how much of a step can he take what role is he going to look to jump into especially again you never want to talk about injuries but if there is if fire move mm -hmm. for some reason gets hurt mm -hmm. he'll be looked at to be that guy yeah. can he take that next step can he fit a little bit of again I feel like leadership I keep going back to it <laughs> but can he kind of take it's that an next important quality yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially on such a young, young team. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, and he, I mean, it's so funny to say, like, he might be one of the veteran, quote-unquote, guys in the room. It's <laughs> if, if Kenny Pickett ends up being the starter, I believe Chooks Okorafor would be the oldest guy on the offense. Yeah. And he's mean, 25 years old. Oh, my God. Don't make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're both in our want to say it, don't worry about it, man. Absolutely. I'm almost there. We're good. <laughs> Jenner Harner of WPXI with us here on SNR. Um with that, you know what, let's stick with that. Young offense. Yeah. Matt Canada last year was his first year as the offensive coordinator, but we all know that there, there had to be a balance between the image that he wants to create this offense and, mm -hmm. and what you could realistically ask Ben Roethlisberger to do at age 39. Exactly. Do you expect the offense to look, I don't know if maybe drastically, maybe that's being a little too extreme, but will this be a much different offense this year than the one we saw last year? I think so, especially because, again, you know, you look at the mobility Ben had and what he was limited to, and now even just putting any of those three guys in there, they're going to be able to run a little bit more. And I don't mean that <laughs> in that way at yeah. all, but just kind of be able to move a little bit more freely. And I think that's kind of what works so well with Matt Canada's mm -hmm. offense. I feel like I know everyone, as soon as they drafted Calvin Austin, everyone's like, oh, my God, jet sweeps, jet going hey, more. Come Let's on now. Go. We're going to run track meets out here. Come <laughs> on now. You know that's a staple. We need those. I love it. I love it. But I think you're going to see a lot more creativity that you have you haven't entirely seen the last handful of years just because of what they knew they had with Ben Roethlisberger. Again, nothing wrong with what he brought, but there's going to be so much the opportunity for so much yeah, more. Yeah. Now, sticking with these offensive guys, we know yesterday we had a surprise visit mm -hmm. at the receiver position, Deontay Johnson. What are your thoughts on the situation with him? Um, obviously, we know the contract, but him showing up yesterday, just talk about the significance of that from your perspective. And if you think that's going to be, you know, one of these things going to get him closer to getting a deal done here, or do you think it doesn't get done here? I'm really intrigued to kind of see how the contract situation shakes out just because of his 
I don't want to entirely call it inconsistency, but yeah. just kind of a little bit of ups and downs because he's been very steady for parts of the season. I think last season, too, we know that two years ago with all the drops and things on those lines, mm -hmm. that was something he said, hey, I'm going to come into everything next year, go into the offseason, come in and work. And we saw him every game before the game, like, I would say two hours before. No, we were absolutely. There. He's out yeah. there working on the field, doing tennis ball drills, yeah. things like that. He was out know? there so early every day. Yeah. I mean, even during training camp, it was like that too, man. Yeah. yeah. First one on the field. We'd get out there every day, and yeah. we'd be like, oh, look who's out there yeah. on the field. Yeah. <laughs> look, look who beat us out there. <laughs> <laughs> out there. Yeah. Tennis ball. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My favorite, too, going back. There was one game. I don't remember which one, but, like, the national anthem singer was rehearsing, and she was this opera. She was the one that won the voice or whatever. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She, Oh, my God. I was like. The young, younger girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's, like, practicing her opera, and Deontay's just doing the drills. I'm like, this is poetry Jeez. in motion right here. This is phenomenal. That's an Instagram reel waiting right, to happen. Seriously, right there. Man. Oh, my gosh. She honestly should have gone viral on TikTok or something. But um, I, I think him showing up was kind of significant. I think it also may have been kind of, like, to quell all the conversations that have been mm. around him. Because when we talked with Chase Claypool last week, he said, you know, somebody asked him about it. He's like, Deontay's getting working. It's not like these guys aren't working. Mm, right. I think sometimes people tend to forget that a yes. little bit. But, it's, you know, I think he kind of came and was like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to work. Watch what's going to happen type thing. Jenna, I know Motsi always wants, you know, being, being a, uh, you know, an offensive guy himself. Oh, you know, he always wow. wants to talk about the offensive <laughs> side of the football. Disgusting. Uh, Sitting next to a guy yeah, with a W. I know you always want to talk about the quarterback, the tight ends. I'm held to pit now. I see you with that yeah. undercover cathedral learning hat you got. You see how close I'm sitting to these guys over here. All right, now. Yeah, yeah, Defensive side of the football. For real. Motsi's position, right? The linebacker position where we spend a lot of time on the show here, too. I mean, the Steelers are on, what, year four or five now, ever since Ryan Shazier's tragic injury of trying to figure out the center of that defense. Yeah. I mean, they've gone through Mark Barons and John Bostick and Vince Williams. And, and I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody yeah. in this equation as well, too. Uh, Joe Schobert. Yep, um, sure. Does it feel like they, had, they have the right balance this year with bringing in Miles Jack, with him different than Schobert, right, having time for all the offseason programs and not coming in late, mm -hmm. and Devin Bush being fully removed from that ACL injury now, and, and we all think hopefully back to 100%. Does it feel like they, they might finally have the right combination there in the center of the field? I think they could. There's definitely the potential for that, and I think a big reason, too, is the addition of Brian Flores. I think, yes. you know, I feel like I've talked about him so much, I'm sure you guys have as well, but just what he brings to these guys, and I mean, with wasn't it on your show, I believe, that when you guys talked with Miles Jack, he said one of the big reasons mm -hmm. that he came here was because was, of Brian was, Flores. Yep, yep, and Mike Tomlin both, yeah. Yep, and for a lot of those guys, I mean, we saw him, you know, he's he's getting work with a decent amount of, you know, people here. Mm -hmm. So um, I think so many of the guys look at that experience and say, we're getting one-on-one -on -one work with a guy who's a head coach and who mm -hmm. could be and should be a head coach anywhere else in this league. Um, but I do think with Jack and Bush, I think the combination of what Jack brings, like you were kind of saying, too, coming in, getting the full offseason with this team, and then for Devin Bush not having to spend the offseason rehabbing. Mm -hmm. I'll go a little medical for you guys just okay. because I got uh -oh. a little uh -oh. bit of some okay. expertise. Well, this is the UPMC Rudy Sports Complex. We are here, but I was um, over the weekend I was talking with um, an orthopedic surgeon at UPMC or a resident, and he was telling me, Something really fascinating with ACLs is that the, I'm not going to be able to explain this probably perfectly <laughs> the way that I want to, but he was saying, you know, with your ACL, the nerves in the ACL connect with your brain so well that when you're a guy, you're a linebacker who's cutting, 
it's not your eyes that are doing it. It's honestly, it's like your nerves that are mm-hmm. sending signals to your brain. But when you tear the ACL, when they put new tissue in, the nerves don't grow back as well. So mm. these guys that are so used to just like cutting and knowing their motions. And not thinking about it. And yeah. not yeah. thinking. Now, not only do they have to think, but their eyes are so much more involved in it where they have to look, mm. which is a wild part mm. of it. So, yeah. and I asked him, I'm like, was could that have been kind of what was part of Devin Bush last season right. in terms of just kind of him getting back? And he goes, yeah, it's a whole new learning process. It's for so many guys, something they're so not, they're, you know, way yeah, on their element. To, yeah, sure. yeah, they're sure. not used to. So Interesting. I'm going to be intrigued. Again, a little, little medical I like information. That. I like I that. Oh, see, sh- shout out to you for that right that's, there. See? Well, thanks, that's guys. the difference Boom. between a real reporter yeah, and you know, <laughs> just some, yeah. some radio gas we, bags we, we like just us. talk. We you know, just yeah, talk. That, that's real life stuff right there. So we greatly appreciate that. Anytime, guys. Yes. Well, the last one I have for you, because um, obviously I get fined if I go over breaks. He oh, we're doesn't good. because oh. he's cool. I'm not as cool as he is. You okay. Are. No, I put no, you no, both no. on the No, no. I, you, see, you're catching me at the at the on-site location. Did I tell you when I'm working regularly, how I get access to the building? Is this guy right here? That's true. He's I can't get him, in without ask him, him. Where he parks down here, I though, compared chill. to us. <laughs> you asking way too many questions now. <laughs> but what I wanted to know was, you know, since you've been out here, these are what five practices in now. Yeah. Who to you, or which couple of guys to you, have really stood out, or really have made an impression on you, where you're like, you know what? I like this dude a lot. I think that he's going to have a breakout, whatever. Or maybe it's the other way. Man, I thought that we'd see a little bit more from this guy. I've been a little bit underwhelmed with him. Just either way you want to go with that. But just a couple of plays that you've seen since you've been out here. That's a good question. And I feel like I don't want to say this is too easy of an answer. It might be a little bit. But just Najee. I mean, of mm, course, just looking is, at the muscle oh, that guy put on. It's uh, hey, 244. It's incredible. Oh, my gosh. It's inc- there's, there is some Derrick Henry vibes there. Yeah. Yes. No, seriously. I keep joking. Yes. I'm like, I think one of his quads are two of mine. No, like legit. It's like actually, everyone's yeah. always like, "Is this real? Is this actually?" I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like what you're seeing on Twitter, all this, he like had, that he, is. It's muscle on the hamstring. That's on the muscle. That's on the hamstring. That's on it. It's, it's, like, it's like it's all it's muscle on top of muscle on top of muscle. It's, it can't make it up. Can't make it up, man. No, yeah. but I think too. Again, I, I keep saying the word leadership, but yeah. like for a second-year player like that to mm-hmm. step into the role he's mm-hmm. going to be stepping in, not knowing who his quarterback is going to be, and just the work he's put in, the type oh, of effort that he's giving, and, and we know that that's him. That's his mm-hmm. brand. I think that. That also goes back to, you know, what he learned at Alabama and, yeah. you know, just the style mm-hmm. of, you know, that system in itself. Um, but I think he's going to be somebody that no doubt is going to be just so fun to watch this year. I mean, it's so fun, too, when we get to talk to him. His personality is yeah. just. Well, he's still so he young is, and hard, great. man. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it. he hasn't crossed over just yet. Stay young. Stay, stay, I know. stay, stay there. Stay he still there, has man. that youthful enthusiasm. Yeah. Wholesome. It's wholesome. Before, before life crushes yes. your hopes and dreams. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. <laughs> Give it a couple of years. Not a couple of years. Yeah. All right, Jenna, before we let you go, since this is your inaugural appearance on the yes. Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Three quick hitters that we often debate and go Uh-oh. back to. Right. Oh, no. They're, these are all simple, don't worry. All right, all right. It's never simple with Wes. It's never simple. Oh, it is. <laughs> He's the one who does the real complex stuff. You're the one talking to doctors and surgeons over here. <laughs> seriously, right? Three quick hitters. First, favorite fast food restaurant. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Really tough. Probably Chick-fil-A. It's a good answer. Chick-fil-A. Spicy chicken sandwich. Great wow. answer. It's a great okay. answer. Elegant. Closed on Sundays, too. Kind of bougie. Know. I like it. All right. Hey, you got to get right. there on a Saturday. All yeah. right. All right. They're in demand. Uh, yeah. Drink of choice. Are we, like, a drink any, of choice? Whatever. Any drink, drink of any, choice. Anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll hit you with the summer drink of choice. Okay. okay. Spicy margaritas. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Like a little jalapeno action. Gosh. Some tahini okay. on the rim. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you're talking. Third and final one. Favorite shoe company. 
favorite. Oh, Did man. you say shoe company or shoe company? Shoe. Oh, why did you say shoe? Is not you, shoe, bro. You, you a skull or Copenhagen kind of gal? She kind of looks like a long cut. She likes the long cut. You know what I mean? Like winter green. I was like, what sort of question is that? Favorite <laughs> shoe company. Yeah. Favorite shoe company. Well, I have to be a little biased because my aunt works for Adidas. Oh, so, Adidas. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Yo, Got a pair that. on Come today. Woo! But I will say the exercise shoes, the Nobles, are phenomenal. Ooh, oh. I've heard of those. Yep. Will Greer. Well, you, big endorser. See, you know, ah. I, 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 I rival, you know, other brand. <sighs> I'm a Nike guy. Uh, so, so it's all good. It's all good. But shout out to Adidas, though. It, Yeezys. Yeah, I'm, yeah, with, I'm, I'm, with, yep. I'm with the Yeah movement. I, I love Nike, too. I'm with shout the them out as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's all good. All good in the hood. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Those are those, like 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 fast food drinks and uh, shoes are probably yeah. our three biggest See, that's shiny usually silver we out objects. With. Those are usually yeah. the, that was the question we like to start with. But yeah. you know what? Because it was you, we said, you know what? No, no, no. Let's hop right into this thing. Let's <laughs> hop right into right it. In. No, man, but you were phenomenal. Yeah, we Jenna, thank you. We appreciate you, man. this. Thank yes, you first of many here. Absolutely, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenna, Jenna Harner, excuse me on that one, from WPXI. Definitely appreciate you. And we look forward to doing this again with you. Can't wait. No doubt. No doubt. So with that being said, man, we are going to go to break right here, man, because I don't get fined when it's Moats Host Wednesday. So when we get back, we will continue discussing Steelers OTA practice number five right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back here, continuing on our coverage. Live coverage of OTAs. Steelers practice number five right here on the south side. Beautiful, beautiful Pittsburgh, man. Mr. Rooney's backyard is what some people like to call it. Home of your Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's always a blast. Oh, yeah. It's never a dull moment out here. But, you know, I forgot something that I wanted to talk about earlier okay. today. Because, obviously, we know Steelers are trying to do whatever they can to win. That's what they're competing for, trying to get a championship. Mm-hmm. And we know we're always focused on trying to win at life what can we do to win how can we be better today than we were yesterday and a concept that i had introduced a couple of what probably two weeks ago we talked about winning moments moments where we feel great about something throughout that day or something that just makes us feel good about ourselves Ah, okay. you know and it had me thinking what better time than the present now for me my winning moment is that i get to sit next to a wbu alum at the pit. I gotta be careful saying right, that around right, here. Right, 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 so on, might, right on the borderline. You might offend some people. Right on the borderline. I, I enjoy this because every day I get to see the, the give and take. I get to see the rivalry truly at its finest in all its splendor. Some pettier than others, but it is always a joy to see. And I will say this about my colleague, my great-haired colleague, my WU alum colleague. He always shows up. He's always ready to go, and he never turns it down for anyone. So that, to me, is my winning moment for the day. It just always brings me great pleasure when I get to see my man in these moments of trial and tribulation. How does he respond in these moments of adversity? You trying to wind me up, huh? (laughs) 
trying to get me in trouble, huh? I just say, I, I, I can't, I can't be really like proud of you, man. Like the way you handle yourself with all these pit players and alumni and boosters and stuff around here. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> funny. I've been, uh, I've been coming down here to do radio shows since 2018. <laughs> WVU hat, WVU rain jacket, whatever for for WVU years. WVU sticker on your laptop. WVU not anymore. Got a, got a new one. Got a new one a couple months ago. No, you know, no, I'm trying to be an adult. Context, no, sti- context, no stickers though. on the, uh, no stickers on the laptop anymore. Oh you know, being man, an adult over here. Yeah, there it oh, is. Oh man. It is funny how that, you know, I mean, you know, some school wins a conference championship and all of a sudden they get uh, they get pretty big in their britches, I guess. <laughs> Arthur Motes, my winning Wednesday moment before you get me in trouble here on these airways, all right? Is, I'm sorry, uh, I can't help myself. You know I can't help myself. I got to give, give a shout-out to my sister, Grace. Uh, she graduates oh, high yeah, school this yeah. evening. Yeah, when we Absolutely, get when we get out of man. here in a few hours, I'll be heading home, picking up the daughter. Uh, Shout my, out to Grace, man. Yeah, no, that's my, awesome, man. My young sister, um, future, future who, as yeah, well. who's going to be a D one. I got to tell her she she better Heck be careful yeah, not man. to wear any gear down here. She Come might, uh, you know. Um, yeah, my sister, uh, and it's it's been fun for me. You know, I was 13 years old when my sister was born, so there is a, a substantial gap between us in age. Obviously, it's been a lot of fun for me to watch her grow up. Um, and she graduates high school tonight. High honors as well. Not there only we not only D one athlete running track go. and cross country in college. Uh, but with high honors as well too. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy for her. Very excited for her as she is, you know, entering that phase of young adulthood. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to uh, to see her walk across that stage, platform, podium, yeah. whatever it is. W- w- walk across that platform, and then she'll be walking up to those country roads. Careful, you know. Careful now. Take me home. They're gonna pull the plug out and end this show on us. This is gonna take us to the place where we belong. <laughs> you know. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But once again, though, in all seriousness, though, man, let us know, man, some of the things that you might feel has helped you win today. Whether it's, man, you simply waking up this morning. Whether it's, hey, man, the coffee that you drank this morning tastes perfect. The traffic was, you know, going in your direction. The left yeah, lane didn't have, have anybody driving heavy. slow. No, it never has to be heavy, man. It could be whatever you want, man. But I always like to hear some of that positivity, man, because it does get lost in today's world, and it's very unfortunate that it's always the negative that we hear about or we're always hyper-focused on, but I do feel like we need to continue to implement some of this positivity, and whenever we get a chance, or at least when I get a chance, that's what I'm going to try to do, man, or continue to do. So that is my winning Wednesday moment, and shout-out to my partner in crime. Hey. My main man. <laughs> My winning Wednesday moment is just that it's a Motos Wednesday, so Let's I uh, go. stress stress free environment for me. Let's here. go. It, it didn't look real stress free just a second ago, man. You use yeah, a little, little hot, a little, little flush. Like yeah, it went up a couple degrees out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Mama. <laughs> It's all good, though, man. It is all good. But let's get back to this thing, man, that we were talking about, which is the Steelers tight end position group, man, because obviously with that group, we've highlighted a lot of what Pat has done and what we're anticipating him doing in terms of that next step. But we haven't really gotten to, once you talk Gentry and behind him, what that may or may not look like. From a depth perspective, we are rather thin, at least in my eyes. How do you feel? Do you feel that, you know, the depth behind Pat Frymouth is enough right now? Um, you know what? That's an interesting way to word the question because I believe in Zach Gentry as a good number two. Mm-hmm. But the question really of depth is is more than just that, and it's more than just assuming that those two are going to be healthy and both going to play 17 games. You know, 
you really liked Zach Gentry as a three. Um, you you knew he he had the skill set. He was capable. If you needed him to move up the depth chart for a couple games, couple weeks, something like that, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna break you, right? Correct. Now though, there's there's a lot of unknown behind those two. I mean, while you feel very confident in those two. Um, I mean, Kevin Rader, you know, he's been around for a while. Jay Sternberger, former Big 12 guy who was with the Jets for a long time, is, is now here in Pittsburgh. Um, you just, there's just a lot of unknown there. You know, Jay, Jay Sternberger, I believe, is in his third or, third or fourth year, so he's not, you know, like a rookie coming in here, but there's also a reason why he's on a new team. Uh, Kevin Rader, this will, I believe, be his second or third season, and we know he's bounced around. He's been with the team in these settings. He's been on the practice squad, I believe, at times. Uh, you know, he's a local kid, Pine Richland kid, who went to Youngstown State. Um, there's just – there's not that third guy that you feel good about. Again, like I said, if if it's got to be a few quarters, if it's got to be a few weeks, whatever the case may be, um, there, there's a lot of unknown there. So – when you truly get into the depth conversation, it, it can become difficult. But at the one and the two, I feel very, very solid. It's just I would like to see a, a capable three, you know, break in case of emergency type mm. person uh, emerge there as well, too. <sighs> Do you think we have that guy that can emerge, though, into that capable number three? I really liked Jay Sternberger when he was coming out of Texas Tech. I did too. Um, yeah, he was a. Gr- I mean, he was a, he was. To, for those who probably aren't very familiar, like he was the Eric Ebert, like he was a pass catching type. I mean, it's Texas Tech; everyone knows. Right, it's right. A, they've had the air raid offenses there for from Mike Leach to Cliff Kingsbury, Patrick Mahomes. Those years, um, they've they've always thrown the ball around. Graham Harrell setting some NCAA records, yeah. um, you know, with Michael Crabtree. Like they've they've always been known for airing the ball out and scoring a lot of points uh, in Lubbock. I just th- this to me too, Motsi, It's it's going to be difficult to deduce that in this type of setting. Yeah, you know, once we get to training camp, once we get to the preseason and see some games and that, then th- it'll be very easy, I think, for one of those guys to emerge and for us to feel confident about him. But at this point, um, you know, I'm I'm still at a, at a kind of wait and see how that all plays out. Nah, fair enough. I could definitely understand that, and I do think, man, because barring injury, we're fine. If we knew going into this thing that we're guaranteed Pat and Gentry are there available every seven, uh, 17 games, 100%, then, hey, man, I'm not even thinking about that right. third group because I'm right. like, man, whoever you want to put, whoever emerges of that group, shoot, it could be Connor Hayward for all we know to emerge from that group as that third guy. It wouldn't be as big of a deal. But when you're thinking about the breaking case of emergency element of it or just the simple fact of, yes, we know injuries do happen, mm-hmm. and how can we prepare for that? But at the same time, making sure that we don't lose our minds <laughs> preparing for something that hasn't happened yet either. That's where you kind of get this this time that we're in of, man, all right, do we need to go sign a guy now or do you wait? I personally err on the side of wait until training camp, until we can see what those younger guys look like right. with the pads on, until we can see if Gentry is ready to take that next step from a receiving perspective as well. And then after that, I think that's where you you know you can make a decision on – all right, I'm tired of waiting. Let's go ahead and pull the trigger on something else. But that's kind of where I, I, I rest in yeah. this situation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny because we go back and forth on that whole, the whole wait and see thing, right? But it it feels like it, it has to be a wait and see. I mean, is, is that I fair? Mean, I, I, 
Put it like it doesn't have to be. Okay. But I think yeah. if if you don't wait and see, you're just taking a really really proactive approach right okay. now. Okay. Because it's not like we're saying we don't have a Pat or Pat is coming back from injury. Right. We already have our one. Right. We feel good about our two in Gentry. We're talking about that third guy who more so becomes even more important if an injury were to occur to one of the top two guys. So that's why I do feel like time is best right now. You don't need to rush it. But at the same time, I could easily see a person saying, well, why wait? Why wait till the, 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 the bad happens? Why not go ahead and plan for it now, have a plan in place, have a guy already here? Mm-hmm. And if he you know, plays well and all these guys are healthy and playing well together, well, hey, that's not a bad issue. That's a great situation to be in. But if something does go wrong, you already have this guy here, so it's a seamless transition. I understand both thought process. I can understand why you could make a case for either one with it. I just know for me right now, I'm cool with waiting. Yeah, and and uh, that's where I am too. And you know what? Also, too, the like, tight end is one of those positions, Motsi, where if we if we do get the training, if we get a week into training camp and they don't feel great about their options there, their their depth there, they can go shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did that um, with Vince. Well, guys available right now on the market as well. Exactly. Man. You know, it's going to be even more guys available once training camp exactly. hits. Exactly. Like There's going to be surprise cuts like yes. there always is. There's mm-hmm. veteran free agents right there, and then you can always do the thing too, like a you know fifth round draft pick for a Vance McDonald yeah. type. Um, you know, it's it's not like getting into training camp and realizing you know. Oh bleep! We don't have a quarterback. Or, oh bleep! We need we got we need some offensive linemen. Or we need you a know, pass. We need a pass rusher. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there are certain positions where where it's easier to go shopping. Um, you know, we've talked about that at running back a little bit. How still, you know, we wouldn't be shocked if at some point in the next few months the Steelers could potentially bring in another running back. Not saying that that's definitely going to happen, but there's a few positions where it is much easier to go shopping. I think. Yes. Um, and tight end is is one of those. No, very true, very true. So, I mean, like I said, it's a good situation to be in, and largely because you have the top-tier talent. Yes. You have that Pat Fryer move. If Pat was anything less than Pat, right, night and day. Right. I I agree with you. Way different minds. If he was just a, you know, a league average. Yeah, if he was a guy, just a guy. If he was just a guy, then you would be much more concerned. As long as he, though, is is healthy and is out there, you're going to be in good shape. Yes, I would definitely agree with that, man. 100% right there. But shoot, man. This is good, though. This is good seeing these guys work like this, man. It makes me feel more confident seeing them on a day-to-day. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Because when we've had these conversations before, what, two months ago, mm-hmm. when we're not getting a chance to get this updated information, this updated movement, seeing mm-hmm. these guys catch the ball and stuff like that, it is very easy to panic a lot more. But seeing how they're moving, seeing the, the, the just the consistency, and seeing the growth also in their individual games, I think that largely has been why. I'm shifting my thought process with some of these unproven guys. Yeah. No, I I, I think that's fair. Hopefully I'm not becoming a homer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think that's fair. You know, and that's that's what these settings are for, you know? Who would think so? That's what these settings are for. That's not about right. Yeah. That's not about right. Yeah. We'll see what we learn though. But anywho, we are gonna go to break real quick, but when we come back, man, we, I do want to talk about three things that we want to know better. When we get out of this OTA Ooh, period. I like that. Okay. All right, three things that we want to know better when we get out of this OTA period. And, hey, y'all let us know, too, on the Twitter.com, man, some of the things that you guys want to know better about this team getting done with OTAs, man, whether it's more uh, a clear, defined pitcher at quarterback in terms of the depth chart. Is it understanding who's the starting corner? Is it maybe something in the offense line, D-line? Whatever it is, y'all let us know on the Twitter.com, at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And it's Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. 
What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Final segment of the 11 o'clock hour. Before we get to that bonus hour. Oh, yeah, with our guests of the day. Absolutely. For those that don't know or might have just tuned in a little bit later on, man. But, uh, yeah, man, we will be joined in the 12 o'clock hour by Levi Wallace and Kevin Dotson. It's going to be a blast talking with both of those guys. Absolutely. Uh, Real quick for you, too, before yeah, we move on here, mm-hmm. shout out to Devin on Twitter, our, our buddy in Denver, the human flamethrower. Oh, yes. Um, Mozi, I did a classic Steelers Blitz staple. Mm. I mixed up uh, I yep. two guys I with first names. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, Jason Morrow is the one who went to Texas A&M. Uh-huh. Jay Sternberger went – or, sorry, mm. Jason Morrow went again. to Texas Tech. Yep. <laughs> Jay Sternberger went to Texas A&M. Yeah. Amaro was with the Jets. Uh-huh. Sternberger was with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um so shout out to Devin for, for clearing that up for me. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate yes. it. Just wanted to make sure for clarity. Uh, listen, if you are one of our loyal listeners on here, I mean, that is one thing that we like to do. You know, Marcus Peters is Jason Peters, and Travis Kelsey is Jason Kelsey, and, you know, Jason Morrow, Jace Sternberger. There's not a lot of Jaces in the world, Arthur Motes, at least not that I know. Come on, man. So thanks for Devin for, uh, for keeping me, keeping me uh, on the mark on that one. We just actually wanted to see if y'all were actually listening. Well, that, that was that, what was really too. going on. See, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know, because we always ask for your participation on the Twitter.com. Y'all always do that. But uh-huh. I'm not happen to look at my Twitter.com. Wes is. So when I can't see it, I just got to, you know, just trust and believe. <laughs> and that's what we'll say outlandish things at times just to make outlandish sure we are getting things. your attention. Mm-hmm. But before we went to break, we did say that we wanted to talk about three things that we would like to know better about this Steelers team when these OTAs are finished. Three things that we would just like to have a better understanding of with this team by the time OTAs are finished. And I love when we have these open-ended conversations like this where we're able to just peel back the curtain a little bit, man, and see what's going on between our ears, who we're thinking about. Okay. So I'd like to turn it over to you first because you are my favorite West Virginia guy today. Oh, only today? Well, I, I don't know about tomorrow. We haven't got there yet. That's true. Good yeah, point. Yeah, you good could. Point. What if you did something later today that like just ruined our West Virginia relationship? Uh, yeah, come yeah. on, man. Your buddy Will Johnson could, uh, could uh, be down uh, here absolutely. tomorrow, yeah. and then I'm just number two. Or, 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 or what if TG comes through and say, "Hey, man, here, take a million dollars." <laughs> there you go. There you if go. He, if TG gave me a million, I'll probably say, "You know what, TG? I think you're my favorite right now, man." Yeah, <laughs> you're my favorite today. Yeah. Uh, three things. How did how did you word this again? Just three things that we would like to know better. Okay. About this Steelers team. Okay. Um, number one, do you want to go back? You want me to give all three, or you want to go back and forth? Man, how you want to do it? It's Mo's Host Wednesday. But you I tell asked me. you, how you want to do it? One at a time. All right, that works for me. One at a time. Three at a time. One at a time. Uh, for me, number one would be how I think they're going to go into training camp. Who are going to be the five offensive linemen? How are they going to line up? When, when training camp starts, when the pads go on, mm. right? When the, when the action starts happening, when there's contact, when the pads are on, when the pads are popping, all those things. Um, you know, I could have gone, I could have talked about quarterbacks, could have gone in a couple different ways here. But you and I have discussed how there's been a lot of questions about the interior of that offensive line. And we've been told by James Daniels where he's going to be. We've been told by Mason Cole where he wants to be. But those things aren't written in stone. Mm. You know, we're going to talk to Kevin Dotson about this, you know, coming up here in the next probably 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, but I, I would like to know, okay, at least for day one of training camp, right, here's going to be the five offensive linemen. That could change. There'll still be competition. But here's the five that we think right now is, is our best unit 
uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see how that shakes out. I like it. I like it. The first thing that I would like to know better about this team, by the end of OTAs, is who is that real running back number two? Who's the guy that has separated themselves to an extent where we're not worried about it anymore? Not necessarily that they're better than these guys here, but right. just to the point that, man, right. we feel peace of mind that there's nobody out on the market that's better than you and that we have the guy that if Najee needs a blow in any capacity, we feel confident that we could turn it to you. Now, we've talked about how Benny Snow at times has been making a strong case for that, but we also know that just because of the dress, it's hard to always – see certain elements of their game in terms of the physicality. Sure. We can see bursts. Sure. We can see their catching ability. We can see their overall movement. But I still would want to see, in terms of that RB number two, mm -hmm. just somebody just starting to flash more, making more and more plays, because that's what it's all about. It's not always about necessarily who's the fastest, who's the biggest, who's the strongest, but, yo, who's making plays right now? Mm -hmm. And you can still make plays in this setting. You can still do things to flash. You can still do things even with the attire being what it is, to make yourself stand out from the pack. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I really want to see. I like it. Number two for me, Arthur Motes, would be... Are we going to go into training camp with a three-way competition at quarterback? Mm. You and I have discussed this. We've debated this. I just... In this setting, it's fine. It makes sense. There's still enough reps to go around. There's still enough pieces of that pie. But eventually when you get to August, I would like to see that cut down to two. I, I want to see those two guys get more reps with the ones and twos in training camp. I want to see those guys get more spin in preseason. I... I would not want it to be August, to be preseason game number two. You know, training camp wraps up. There's only one preseason game left or whatever it might be. And we're still saying oh, it's a three-person competition. It's a three-person competition. At some point, to me, you have to narrow that down. And I think I think before you get to Latrobe or maybe about the first week in Latrobe, like we're starting to get towards that time in this setting. But like you're I not said, concerned about being premature with that because what if you cut out the wrong guy? Huh. Because I know for me, based on, like, what I watch right now with these guys, if we were to do that, I don't think people would like the individual that would be technically the odd man out in certain capacity. When you're talking about just from a productivity or just an eyeball test standpoint, and that's why I'm like, ah, do you is that jumping the gun a little bit? Maybe. Just, just maybe, a, maybe, this is a, maybe that's a better answer for minicamp, you know, uh, another yeah. few weeks from now. But I just, you know, you and I talked about this on the very first day. It's... It still makes sense here to have three guys competing for the starting position, yeah. but eventually I think you have to narrow that down to two. So maybe, maybe just some real depth chart clarity, because we all kind of knew it was going to be it was going to start with Mitch, right? And Kenny was going to kind of he's the rookie, right? He's going to be the low man on the totem pole. It's the same way Ben he's Roethlisberger. He's the 20th overall selection. Same man, way, you start the guy. Same way Ben Roethlisberger you was his rookie him, year. Man. You know, and Ben Roethlisberger was the 11th overall selection. But he wasn't the 20th. <laughs> So we all expected Kenny to be in that role, but how long is he in that role before he starts moving up? Yeah, they holding him back, right? No, not even that. But oh. just I would like to see him start moving up and getting a bigger chunk of that pie and demanding more reps and more snaps. I could dig that. Mitch, so Mitch as well. I know Mitch is the pseudo number one now, but but Mitch as well too. If he's going to take the reins as the as the clear guy. Yeah. No, I definitely could understand that. Honestly, that was my number two thing as well. I just didn't clarify it in the sense of, 
I want to be a two-man competition. For me, I was sure. just saying that, hey, I want those guys to start to separate themselves. And I have been seeing, even those week two, a little bit of movement. Just not in the sense of, okay, we're changing depth charts, but in the sense of guys starting to make more plays more frequently. That is popping up more and more often. And I think those are some of the things that I want to know or I want to feel better about two weeks from now. Yeah. I want to feel good about, hey, man, this quarterback right here, he might not have had the best OTA, but, man, on deep balls, man, he was money. Oh, man, this guy thrived right here. Man, I just feel like he has this and this and this better than this player, and I think that this guy has this and this and this that they got to work on. Like, I want that type of clarity, and we're getting that picture. It's starting to get painted a little bit, but it's still very much early right now. But that's one of the things for me that I'm really intrigued to see in the sense of just, man, that natural separation that's going to take place. Who's going to be making these plays more consistently in that quarterback room? So that way, two weeks from now, when we're looking back and we're saying, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. We feel good. Yeah. We feel good. That's well said. All right. What you got for the final thing, man? Final for me, Arthur Motes. (laughs) Cornerback depth chart. Oh, okay. Akello, Levi, Cam Sutton, all capable, all with different skill sets. All certainly, deservedly so, getting a crack at at being the guy. But who is the guy? Who's the pseudo number one, right? Who's not leaving the field? Who's opposite of him on the outside? Who's bumping into the inside in in nickel settings and and, in sub package and things like that? Um, That to me, because again, you know, kind of much like the quarterback position, in the in the past handful of years, you've always known that Joe Hayden was going to be that guy. Very he true. is not here right now, um, and so that's that's my third and final thing: what that pecking order looks like at the cornerback position. No, I can dig it. I definitely like that. So for me, man, the uh, the final thing that I would do, and I won't be here before you long because practice is finishing up, and we are going to be joined by Levi Wallace mm-hmm. and Kevin Dotson at some point. Now that practice is finishing up, so for me, man, the final thing that I would like to better know is just this D line. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Because obviously we know the tour situation and the concerns associated with him. But at the same time, what does DeMarvin Leal, what does his role potentially look like? Tyson Aluwalu, Isaiah Laudamoke, and company. I want to see, okay, the longer we don't have to adhere, which of you guys continues to step up? Which of you yeah. guys yeah. ultimately can fill that role? Or if it's a combination of multiple guys filling that role, but whoever or whatever it is, I would like to have just a little bit more clarity, a little bit more comfort with that situation because right now it is a big question mark right there. It is a lot of uncertainty right there, largely because of obviously to a situation, how everything is being handled with that. But that is the third thing for me, man, that I would like to just know better when we get done with this thing. Uh, that's fair. There, there's, there's a, that's a, that was, was a, that was a good question by you. Yeah. That was a good job there, host Motes. Um, because there, I mean, we could probably while, honestly, man. we could probably give three more. You know what no, I mean? Because there's, absolutely. That's what these, that's what these settings are for. Yeah, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. But with that being said, man, we are going to go to break because we don't. I'm not sure exactly what time or which one is coming over, but we don't want to make sure. I mean, we want to make sure we don't cut them too short. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.